Welcome to another episode of the Dakota Resource Council podcast, where we are all completely snowed in to our homes, all nice and snug. Not going to lie, giving me the shivers kind of reminds me of the beginning of the pandemic. Not really. And you can't even go outside for a nice walk right now. Well, I mean, you could, but you won't get too far because um, I've got like a three and a half foot snow drift in front of my garage, and um, I'm not looking forward to You know, in fact, I'm not going to do anything, so I'll see you all in June. Um, On today's show, we will be uh, talking about the Summit Carbon Pipeline, the proposed pipeline uh, going through not only North Dakota, but other states, uh, South Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, a little bit of Nebraska. So uh, what we want to do is just update you all. I don't know if there's any updates on the Summit side, but right now, uh, DRC and members and other landowners have been very active. So uh, we're having... Two fellas that have been active in uh, some landowner meetings across the uh, state of North Dakota where the pipelines are proposed. Uh, Executive Director of Dakota Resource Council, Scott Skokis, and organizer, Elliot Huggins. Fellas, how are you doing today? Pretty well, Sean. Thanks for having us. As best as possible, given the the weather. Yes. And um, Elliot, I I forgot I was going to give you a welcoming gift when you came to DRC, and one of those was... um, some ice salt and a shovel. So I apologize. <laughs> um, uh, maybe, maybe I need to make up for it and buy you a snowblower so you can, you know, maybe get to your car. But uh, here we are since it's snowy, we'll, we'll do a podcast and, and chat and, and Elliot and Scott, you do have been uh, going, uh, making some trips, road trips here. So far we've been in uh, Minokin with land meeting with landowners along the pipeline route. You have been down to Oaks, North Dakota. And then uh, recently, most recently, you were in Castleton, North Dakota. And, and I guess what we want to just kind of talk about and update the members who haven't been able to go to these meetings or, or not know what's going on here with the uh, pipeline. How was how the uh, reception of these meetings, Scott? I know that uh, we, we didn't know how many people would come to these things or know the reactions, um, but I think you had a pretty good turnout, haven't you? Yeah, I, I would say, Elliot, you can jump in at any point, but uh, sure. we've had anywhere from 60 to uh, 50 to 60 people at every single meeting. I believe like Oaks, we had like 65 people or so, and then the other two right around 50 each. Similar concerns were voiced in every single meeting. Uh, that summit was not negotiating with these landers necessarily in good faith. They were kind of using similar tactics to oil and gas companies, the divide and conquer tactics where they, they tell you your neighbors already signed. So you better sign because otherwise we're going to get you with imminent domain, things like that. And those are agents getting easements. So um, landmen, et cetera. Uh, so I don't know if that's necessarily a reflection of summit or a reflection of their subcontractors. Um, but that's one thing we're, we've been hearing. A lot of people are also very, um, scared of some of the uh, potential uh, environmental or um, safety impacts uh, that the pipeline could have if it ruptured or um, if something happened in the injection zone. So people voice some of those concerns. And then the main thing that I just said, like kind of that people really were concerned about is eminent domain. Um, and if that company would do that because they, a lot of people perceive this as a project that the governor supports and others in North Dakota state government. Um, so people are potentially scared that um, they won't have any say about whether or not this can go on their land or not. So that's kind of like the summary of the things that people are concerned about. When it comes to eminent domain, what we've been doing at these meetings is bringing in attorney Brian Jordy, who represents landowners along the Keystone Excel route. 
when he actually was, I believe, successful in getting the route invalidated in Nebraska. But Brian is creating a, a landowner's uh, legal cooperative called North Dakota Easement Team. Um, and you can, if you're listening to this and you're a landowner and you're interested, um, it's at um, www.northdakotaeasement.org. And that's a uh, group that he's going to be there. They're, we're currently helping to create which will share costs amongst all the landowners um, in, in the process of um, fighting the project at the Public Service Commission. For example, Brian Jordy's rates are about $350 an hour for a really high-powered uh, lawyer on pipelines. And however many landowners would join the group or the cooperative, would th the cost would be divided by them. So if there's 100 landowners in the group, be $3.50 an hour. Shauna, your your uh, wife used to be a lawyer. Is three fifty an hour pretty cheap, or is that expensive? That, that, well, three dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> people would beg to get those rates these days. So, uh, I mean, what do lawyers lawyers are usually charging between a hundred and five hundred dollars an hour? Am I wrong on that one? That's about what it is. Yeah, that's. I think uh, what Mister Jordy is 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 you know across the United States about mid range. It's probably pretty high for Bismarck. So I think it'd be a a a, a good a good rate here for, for North Dakotans. And, and I think it would be smart to jump in on that if, if you're along the route and, and uh, need some legal help. So I, I, as a husband of an attorney, I would recommend that. Yes. Join in. On for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's, it's like, a, it's a very, very good deal. If there's enough landowners, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Elliot, jump in and add any other uh, concerns or things that were vocalized at the meetings that yeah, we had. Elliot, and I wanted to ask yeah, sure. you too, because uh, of course, you know, everyone's angry at summit and some of the tactics too, but were there any people there angry at, at their local or state governments? Yeah. I, Scott, I mean, touched on obviously a lot, a lot of really good things and a lot of the chief things that we're talking about and dealing with, but yeah, to answer uh, your question directly, Sean, People are really upset um, with uh, the Governor Burgum, uh, Senator Kramer, uh, Senator Hoven. Uh, people are really not understanding, you know, why they're all into this project, you know, being on stage with the CEO of Summit Carbon Summit. Solutions versus actually, you know, listening directly to landowners within their communities. So pe people are not happy. I've had more than one person tell me they won't be voting for uh, Governor Burgum for re-election. Um, before because of this like entirely um, and then yeah people we've had several state uh, representatives uh, attend our meetings um, we had a candidate for public service commission attend our last meeting so these meetings yeah are starting to really get out there in the community and people are starting to find out more about it and an another thing I will say is at first it was obviously primarily talking in meeting with uh, people who've you know, been approached um, by Summit to sign an easement. And that obviously still is the majority of uh, people I'm speaking with you know, every day about this. I'm getting calls. But recently, it's expanded. It's the worst guy, not more. A lot of folks who haven't even been approached by an easement but you know, live in a neighborhood nearby or you know, live, are, don't have an easement, but they live you know, a mile down the road from this thing. And so we're really, really seeing people that aren't even – haven't even been approached uh, for an easement coming out, you know, against this due to safety and health concerns. So well, I think and, there's and, a, a lot of momentum grassroots uh, to oppose this uh, statewide. Yeah. And, and just kind of speaking on that of, of people that aren't, you know, getting the easements or just living a mile or two away. 
the local governments now they're they're starting to kind of pick up there i i think there have been some county bans and maybe even some township bans is that right yeah um exactly so working with like landowners um in the in the regions uh helping draft petition language uh helping you know prep questions for uh meetings and things like that so Landers have successfully uh, passed a resolution opposing eminent domain in both Sargent County and Dickey County. Uh, I don't have it in front of me right here, but I believe there's about five or so townships that have passed the same resolution. And then we are also hard at work right now um, with landowners gathering signatures uh, to oppose eminent domain for this project. Um, right here um, in Bismarck, I'm in Burley County, actually. And we're hard at work on that as well. So. I think there's real, real momentum statewide to possibly get uh, eminent domain, at least opposition to this um, and potentially, hopefully every county affected or as many as possible. So and we really hope that'll send a message uh, to the Public Service Commission and, of course, uh, Governor Burgo administration. Yep. Sure and, and Elliot, I think there's one that you know. missed, too, was was Richland County also uh, banned eminent domain for this project. That was the first one I think you guys were working on. But oh, sorry, it's, just, yeah. it's fast and the furious right now. I mean, as far as what's going on at the county level, but well, the thing is that with all this going on, and, and some legislators and and you know some maybe soon to be PSC commissioners, uh, I think word is probably getting to the state. So I guess uh, the next month or two should be interesting to see what kind of responses we get from from state government on this issue. So. So you're kind of giving us a rundown on the state of North Dakota and what's going on. What about these other states that are involved? Because we know that Minnesota, Iowa, South Dakota, and, and Nebraska are involved. Do you know what's going on there? And, and how far is this uh, pipeline proposal going in those areas? My Perfect. understanding, Sean, is that in both Iowa and South Dakota, they have permits filed with their utility commissions. And they're actively in that process. Uh, I believe Iowa, they have to do a bunch of different meetings um, and then have hearings. And then in South Dakota, they filed the permit. Um, and I believe, Elliot, is, wasn't it this week that landowners had to jump onto like their legal uh, class there um, in order to be in, in like Brian Jordy's legal class to oppose the pipeline? Yeah, or if you want to like ex uh, be officially like a party to like their uh, public... South Dakota's equivalent of the Public Service Commission. If you want to be like an official party to like the proceedings, uh, yeah, I think it was like a couple of days ago you had to officially sign up. Yeah, so yep. so that's where South Dakota is. So those guys are way further along than North Dakota. Um, and then I believe Nebraska's at like a similar place as we are in North Dakota. And then Minnesota actually is in a really bad place right now, but not necessarily because uh, they don't have carbon pipelines written into their regulatory authority for their public service commission or public utilities commission and so right now they're doing a rulemaking so that public utilities commission can regulate carbon pipelines so right now in minnesota it's left up to the counties which is kind of horrifying because these counties do not have necessarily the expertise or the ability to regulate these pipelines properly um, like a public service commission would have um, so that's scary because you could have piecemeal regulations around the pipeline so that's what minnesota is doing right now and then as far as North Dakota, that Elliot, tell me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but I think I think they're looking at filing a permit in the next like two months is what we hear, we've heard. Um, but the other thing we've heard in the yeah. background is that Summit is waiting to file their permit um, based on whether or not they get to a certain number of easements. And our understanding in North Dakota is not a lot of people have signed easements. It's probably in the tens, if not less, of landowners that have signed easements in North Dakota. 
it's up in the air is, is what I would say. And that uh, Elliot, feel free to jump in and sure details. Yeah. Yeah, basically for sure. So, and then like you said, Scott in North Dakota, I don't, obviously I, we're not privy to the information of exactly what percent they've signed here, but I would imagine <laughs> I'm very confident. It's definitely a really, really long ways off. Um, from what they would need really to get the project approved in Iowa, I guess we're talking about other States. I think today or yesterday, they um, finally set like a location in the state where the formal hearings about ahead of the Iowa utilities board are going to happen. There was like a whole thing about, okay, where are we going to hold these hearings? It has to be in a central location. So the meeting date is still TBD for the official proceedings there, but they do have a location set. And that also just goes to what Scott, you were saying, um, about how they're a lot, lot further um, along in the process uh, than we are. But the earlier, I mean, the way I view this is the earlier we can educate people, the earlier uh, we can get people connected to this landowner class, uh, the better, because we'll have more time and resources to pre prepare um, as things here move forward. In terms of filing the permit in North Dakota, um, should agree with me on this guy, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to believe anymore. Originally, they said February, early March at the latest. Then we were at a Northwest Landowners Association meeting, and the representative said a couple there said a couple months. So it's almost been a couple months since then. Yeah. <laughs> so we're closely monitoring it um, every day, obviously, and we're ready to really kick it in the high gear when that happens. But to me, that's that could it could be tomorrow or it could be July. <laughs> that's yeah. my take on it, at least. But I don't have anything else to add. And like our plans, Elliot, right, are, we're, we're going to at least have two or three more of these landowner meetings in different locations. We're still trying to figure out what those locations are, um, but to like educate people about some of the risks of the pipeline, some of the things about landowner rights, as well as um, bringing in Brian Jordy to make his pitch around the legal cooperative. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. And we, we were going to originally hold off this week uh, just because things that we've been having them really regularly. It's been, it's been a lot. And also a big reason this week, um, Summit Carbon Solutions was, ha was having uh, their meetings this week um, in North Dakota. So hopefully uh, maybe late next week or early the week after, we're really looking at uh, the Wishick area um, and the Haz and, uh, Hazleton areas. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of landowners down there that I've spoken with. I know you've spoken with. Uh, and we haven't been on there yet. So really looking forward to that. All right. Well, uh, it sounds like you guys have been, well, I definitely know you've been hitting the road and putting some miles on and, and I'm sure people appreciate uh, not only, you know, the meetings and getting the information, but not, not feeling alone on this. Um, I know it's probably intimidating when a big old company comes to your front door knocking and, and uh, you know, making some various threats or demands, but uh I think with the amount of people that are concerned and coming together and having Mr. Lawyer and Dakota Resource Council there, I, I think it's probably making people feel a little bit better about this. Um, and also having, you know, other folks in other states try to fight this is, is definitely uh, calming some nerves. So it's a, it's a big project, which uh, brings out a lot of people. And uh, we here at Dakota Resource Council have been out there giving information, uh, some possible strategic moves, offering an attorney who's, who's doing this work. So it seems to be working out pretty smooth now. And now we just uh, got to keep on doing our meetings and, and waiting to see what the next step is. So uh, 
gentlemen, I, I guess if, if we don't have anything else, we, we better get to uh, contacts here because if someone's this, listening to this and wanting to get involved and, and you know, get an update on, on upcoming meetings, what do, we, uh, what do we have for them? What do they got to do? So they can always contact Elliot and uh, Elliot, provide your email and your, and your uh, phone number so that people can contact you. Yeah, you can email me at uh, Elliot, E-L-I-O-T, at drcinfo.com. Or you can also reach me at uh, 701-997-5181. And uh, please reach out. I'm talking to literally every day, at least one new person, sometimes multiple. So please don't hesitate um, if you have any questions at all. Well, that'll do it. And uh, for other information, if you're on Facebook, you can uh, keep track. It's Dakota Resource Council on Facebook. And uh, if you go to our website at drcinfo.com for upcoming meetings, there'll be a pop-up there uh, with information on date, time, place, everything. So you just uh, hit us up there. And otherwise, contact our man, Elliot, and uh, we'll, we'll help you out. You can talk to other landowners and talk to Elliot and Heck, even pay a, an attorney $3.50 an hour. I think that's a, it's a pretty good point, right? <laughs> if, they can, if, they, if they can get to that 100 people number, which also uh, the last plug I'll make is um, www.ndeasement.org. That's where you can find out more about the legal cooperative around the pipeline. Anyone else that uh, is uh, interested or involved in the uh, pipeline issue, just uh, hit us up at Dakota Resource Council. All right, have a great snowy spring, everyone. Thank you.